Hello everyone, my name is uh, Ethan Soderberg and I go by he him pronouns and this is Capital City Comrades. I'm joined by my co-host. Hello, is the mic? Mike's able to pick it up. Yeah, I would imagine it's pretty sensitive. Yeah, we're doing it in person now. I'm very excited about that. Um, I go by they, them pronouns. My name is Jess. Um, I'm excited to get back in the saddle with this. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, yeah. Today we're going to be talking about the video platform site YouTube. Uh, and kind of how it has affected us, how it's affected culture, um, the politics and culture around it, and yeah, this is going to be a pretty free-flowing conversation. We don't really have like a set script, so we'll see where the conversation takes us. So I knew it was going to be a long one, too, because I am, now that I'm graduated from college as of uh, four years, I remember that I was watching YouTube in, like, grade school. Like, it started with, like, Potter Puppet Pals, and then it just kind of, like, snowballed from there. And, um, I am okay and not okay with certain things that YouTube does now, but it's been quite the force, and watching it go through changes over, like, yeah, I'd say at least a decade has been interesting. <laughs> Yeah, because what, it started in, uh, 2006, right? Yeah, I think so, yeah. It was like when I was, yeah, six, sixth grade, yeah. I would say that was probably when it did, because that's when my, like, friends on the bus started showing me, like, memes and stuff and YouTube poop and whatever. What, the, like, the first video was that guy, the one of the founders at the zoo, like, with the elephants. Or, oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. I forgot about the first YouTube video. Yeah. Um, my, <laughs> my girlfriend showed me this, uh, really stupid, like, uh, Kingdom Hearts thing, uh, <laughs> the other day, and it was just, like, basically other audios over, like, Kingdom Hearts scenes, and it was, like, then we had a conversation about, like, YouTube poop, which is, like, its own medium that just kind of, like, popped out of the woodwork of YouTube, which I think is very interesting and funny. That's, that could be its own episode, probably, just me popping off about that. But, um, I don't know, just because it's so big, it, it was interesting just seeing seeing stuff like that bloom from the website in terms of it, you know, becoming videos about elephants to snowballing into what it is today. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I guess we could probably start... Um, around, like, uh, YouTubers we've really liked, or, like, creators on the site that have really, um, uh, impacted us personally. I think that'd be good. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I've gone through, like, a lot of phases with YouTube. I remember in the very, very early days when I watched, like, Equals 3 and Smosh and, like, early Shane Dawson stuff. Um, it was, it was that kind of stuff, it was like a lot of, like, Star Wars, YouTube poop kind of stuff at first, because I was super into Star Wars when I was a kid, mm -hmm. and then it kind of, I don't know, it's just kind of changed with the passage of time as, like, much as I've gotten into, like, memes and stuff like that, um, it kind of, like, 
all of the ones before kind of fell off, and then I was really into Penguin Zero Critical. A lot of people still really like and watch Critical. He's a funny dude. Um, I hadn't really thought about him too much for a while. Um, eventually I got, like, more into, like, strict Vine compilations, and that's, like, all I watched on YouTube for a while. Um, and then, like, I got more into, like, Let's Play stuff, so, like, I've been really into Game Grumps, and then there were kind of some sister channels that I think used to be friends with them, but aren't anymore. Um, Oni Plays, still watch him. Super Mega, still watch them. Um, there's a streamer that I really like, C-Scoop who he just makes, like, he makes, like, Counter-Strike videos with him laughing, and then there's, like, wild edits of, like, people falling over and, like, crashing through windows and stuff like that. And Cooper's super entertaining. I was into, um, I discovered him through Call Me Carson, who has had his big, falling out. like, all the falling out of that happening. Um, and I was really into him, too, but then, like, all of that happened, and I didn't really want to support that. But all of all of his friends who he used to talk to are very funny. Them and, like, uh, Ted Nivizen. I still think Ted is frickin' hilarious. Ted, and he, he has a podcast now, too, with Schlatt and Slimesicle, which is very funny, and I've enjoyed that a lot. So, yeah, it's definitely gone through some phases, especially because, like, what is... Mimi and popular just has changed so much, especially in the era of the internet, where things have a very short shelf life. Right, right. Um, yeah, I'm also a big fan of the Game Grumps. Uh, a lot of the, and a lot of the other side projects, uh, Aaron Hansen and uh, Dan Avedon have have done. Um, we saw their live show. Yeah, we saw their live show together. It's <laughs> really good time. Um, yeah, I know uh, uh, Dan Avidan had some trouble earlier this year with like uh, some like uh, stuff with like his dating life or whatever, but it doesn't sound like he did anything anything like uh that inappropriate just maybe that he he wasn't always the nicest to like some of the people he's dated but like maybe he's it seems like he's grown in the last couple years because i know he's like in a long-term relationship mm -hmm. now yeah. and, um i mean that that was its own thing too and i think that's one of the things that is kind of like weird to me about like youtube culture just like internet culture in general people get People get very, very attached to people, but they forget that they probably live very, very far away. And, um, I mean, where do, where do they live? Like, California, I think? L.A. area. L.A. area. Yeah. And, um, I don't know, there are people that, like, you know... I, I've seen a lot of people who are, like, talking about, like, how much they love this person. And they there are a lot of people who are very, very pressing about people's personal lives. And, I don't know, I guess, like, as a consumer of some of their stuff, I don't really always need to know about it, because, yeah. like, of, I don't know, like, I, if, if I was in that position, I don't know if I'll ever be famous, that's very pretentious of me to say, <laughs> I, I would want to keep my life private, I guess, and that's why I'm just, yeah, like, totally. I don't need to know why Dan has a girlfriend or what, uh, whatever the other stuff is happening. If it's something bad, 
then I don't really want to support them, like the, the Carson thing. Um, or just, like, I don't know, just other bad stuff. Onision is a fantastic example, because he's a terrible person. Oh, yeah, Onision is, like, <laughs> a whole nother level. He, uh, he's, yeah, he, yeah, I remember, I, I remember when I thought I'm a Banana was funny, and then I found out that he's just, like, just a horrible human being. <laughs> yeah. Oh, um... The serial strange... sex predator. Yes. <laughs> strange, uh, another YouTuber I like, uh, her name is Tia, Strange Aeons. She, um, she's a Canadian YouTuber who has a very dry sense of humor, mm -hmm. and she read Onision's books, and they are as awful as you think they are. <laughs> <laughs> and she was basically like, yeah, I just read these, so you guys don't have to, and we need to talk about this for 45 minutes, and I think the third one was like an hour long. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of intertwining YouTuber on YouTuber. Isn't, stuff. like, the the third one, he, 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 like, literally, or his character literally, like, kills God in it, right? It's yeah, like he, <laughs> he, he, like, kills God after, it's basically like a, like a slow burn, like, alien invasion plot, and then eventually he finds out, like, he's psychic and can talk to spirits, but then they're aliens again, but then they're angels, and then he kills God and, like, has sex with his girlfriend, and they created, like, a new universe, it's fucking wild, but it, <laughs> like, Tia read it all, and I was like, I'm, I'm glad I heard about it, but I feel bad for her experience of reading such garbage. <laughs> Whoops. I'm sorry uh, about that. Yeah, the thi I was gonna circle back to the thing with like uh, Dan Avidan. I think the from what I've read and like looked at everything, it's like everyone was freaking out because he like dated some women that were like fans. Of, mm -hmm. of his yeah. band or whatever and there's yeah. but yeah and that's maybe that's a maybe that's a little shitty but um he is a he's definitely not the first musician to have yeah done yeah. that um but yeah i guess yeah i hate to say it but that is true like i mean i know a lot of musicians have done that and a lot of musicians have probably like been groomers absolutely but i i know that I don't know. Like, there seems like to a degree it was, like, shitty that he kind of, like, took advantage of, like, fame and stuff like that. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I guess, like, to me, it's He doesn't seem like a... He doesn't seem like a predatory on, like, the yeah. level of, like, someone like uh, Onision. Yeah, or... <laughs> Onision's, like, a legitimate, like, sexual predator. Yeah. Um, so, um, fuck him. <laughs> and, uh, the... Call me Carson. That that was. That was like um. That was like underage grooming. Yeah, right? it, it was. was like it the, was. He he was. I believe he was messaging and exchanging nudes with somebody who was underage, and yeah. they kind of just like came out, and he did admit to it. Um, he actually just recently started streaming again. I found out. Um, I don't really want to watch any of those streams or anything like that because I just want to see him change i don't really know if i want to ever consume his content ever again but like i guess like he i don't know I, I mean, i'd rather he just change and yeah. just be a better person yeah i guess if he gets help that's one mm -hmm. thing but i don't yeah i think i'd agree i don't know if i f feel like comfortable watching any of his yeah. 
new content or even yeah. some of like his old content yeah. if that's i i loved his old videos i loved all of his old uh like cursed images one two and three and all that oh, shit yeah. like that stuff is so funny but then that happened and it, i it just oh that whole like uh ruined that it. like hour-long <laughs> game show he did with like all those <laughs> that was great it was it was good and i just <laughs> felt bad that that whole experience got ruined by what he did just because i don't feel like i want to support somebody who did that you know yeah it um, was great until it wasn't. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What about you, people who you also? Um. Yeah. Um. The game grumps for sure. Definitely more like got when Dan joined. I was never a big fan of like the JonTron stuff. Yeah, and John said some really awful things. <laughs> well, even so. before like the whole like got. Uh, racist tirade or yeah, whatever yeah. it's um it was it was like that for a while i started with that with game grumps and i was like yeah. this is really edgy and then dan came on and i was like this is better now <laughs> yeah it's a little edgy but it's not yeah like, it's not like horribly like i'm saying this because it's as politically incorrect as possible i'm not really yeah. into that and i think uh i think aaron has definitely grown because of that for making mm -hmm. like the and uh, I'd say both him and Dan are very, very accepting of the queer community, the LGBTQ. Yeah, which community. is which is always good. I really I try to support like queer creators and stuff like that. And I'm sure that there are a shit ton of like queer creators on YouTube as of right now who I don't follow, but I'm sure they're great. Tia is pretty much the only one I can think of. She makes a lot of like very like she went to like catholic school mm -hmm. and she's a lesbian mm -hmm. so she um yeah she just tells like all these weird stories from catholic school as a lesbian and punishments and stuff like that and now she makes like long furbies and meme yeah. videos <laughs> she does a lot of like analysis on like a, a tumblr and mm -hmm. like yeah culture. lots of tumblr communities i would say tumblr has been I mean, like, through and through a pretty, like, queer space, just in general. Um, I mean, I know, like, I'm a big fan of Welcome to Night Vale as well, um, which is a very queer, cool fiction, cosmic horror, prairie home companion kind of podcast. And um, love them, too. Love their stuff. Um, but I, it I think it thrived on Tumblr specifically because it was, like, a queer thing and people were like cool representation this is awesome yeah so yeah, yeah. it might be yeah we might want to do an episode in the future about like the how like the whole like a uh, pornography ban like affected yeah, <laughs> tumblr because that, that kind of kind of killed it that but. was a that was a big thing i mean whenever i hear about stuff like that for websites it's like a death sentence for a website i don't know how the only situation is going i know that he the ceo of it or whatever like pulled out of it and was like my other people weren't do this which fucks over thousands of sex workers who don't get the respect they deserve already but i don't know if he was like just kidding or anything like that no, no they they pretty much uh, just they realized like the backlash was too enormous because they realized that pretty much the only thing people are using OnlyFans for right now is like sex work. Sex but work. <laughs> it's good. 
which I mean, is good. Support support sex workers. It's really important. I mean, it's <laughs> technically supposed to be like uh, for like uh, getting all sorts of content, but people mainly use it to sell like uh, lewds and yeah. nudes and stuff, which yeah. is which is totally which is totally fine. <laughs> but and if that's what people mostly use it for, you shouldn't try to like ban it, right? Yeah, I don't know. Like uh, I. I'm super happy that that's a space for people to do that. I mean, like, I mean, because of the, I think it honestly thrived a lot too because of the pandemic. Like, there were a lot, a lot of people who were like, well, uh, my job is fucking me over because, like, we don't have any business because of the lockdowns and stuff like that. And I heard a lot of people be like, I need, I will do OnlyFans. Sure, we'll do that. It's a little extra money. So it's just like, I don't know, just the just the idea of screwing over like just so many working class people who rely, have grown to rely on that or even just like make extra money doing it. Um, like, I don't know, that's just, <laughs> there's so many layers to why doing that is shitty to me. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, got, uh, what are some other tubers I really like? Um, I've I've actually been getting back into to Smosh a bit recently. Okay, I wasn't uh, I wasn't sure if there was any like twenty twenty one Smosh content. That there is. Um, uh, Anthony Padilla left, but he it's yeah. Ian Hecox and like a couple people he hire, hired on. I guess they were. They entered into a partnership with uh, Mythical Incorporated, the the good Mythical Morning guys. Oh, okay, gotcha, so gotcha. now they're yeah. under the same umbrella. God, they've been around for forever, too. I remember yeah. when they were, like, way, way back in the day. Um, yeah. And then, like, they kind of coincided with... <laughs> Epic Rap Battles of History has been going on on YouTube for a long time. I think they were involved with that. There were a lot of people who were involved with that, too. That yeah. was a very, like... It well is. I think it's still going on. It's is, going on, but like, it's like it's super rare that they yeah, do a new one. It's these not days. as popular as it used to be. Um, a lot of the old ones are still really funny. Yeah, yeah. Sure. I remember when those like really, really blew up, and I was into like just kind of like musical comedy stuff. Um, in terms of like YouTube, like uh, somebody who's really kind of grown back into fame, Bo Burnham. Like he started on YouTube too. Mm-hmm. Um, and now, like, Inside is, like, right next to, like, Lil Nas on Spotify. And I'm like, wow. Like, that's awesome. Because I've loved... I liked What? I like Words, Words, Words. Those are two awesome specials that got me through a lot of stuff by helping me laugh. And, uh, I don't know. I'm very happy about that, because I think that the humble beginning to now is very cool to watch. Yeah, Inside was was very good, Mm. for sure. Um... And uh, Bo Burnham is very good. I know he's not, uh, he's probably not everyone's cup of tea, but as far as like, uh, as far as like millennial comedians, he's probably yeah one of the best, if not the best. Yeah, because it's not, it's not just all like, um, kind of like, I guess when, <laughs> when I think of millennial stuff, I think of kind of like existential dread and debt and uh stuff like that um just kind of like knowing the internet and watching it change and all that kind of stuff that's what i see it as and yeah he kind of he kind of embodies like all of that at the same time yeah um yeah i don't know because he was in his 
guitar in his room, and now he's number one on Spotify. So, like, just kind of being aware of that change, I think, is something that people see and maybe even relate to, I guess, a little bit. Um, especially because, like, I don't know, it's kind of, you know, we're young, and I'm in a tumultuous time in my life where I'm still figuring out myself, and I'm almost 30. <laughs> so... Uh, yeah, I don't know. I think people see that, and I think that that's another reason why people really like him and relate to him and cherish his stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh... God, uh... What, what are some other... guy people I've really liked? I... I do still watch Oni plays. Um, Chris O'Neill's uh, not kind of. He's not always the most um, progress progressive guy. Yeah, he's. But, um, I'm, I'm just like, come <laughs> on, dude. Like, I know you're freaking hilarious, but like, I think you need to bleh, just like not. I don't know. He he's one of Chris's biggest shticks is he like really like digs on people and he has like a harsh sense of humor mm -hmm. um but sometimes I'm just like just like either like let it go or that is not a group of people that you should be digging into um so you know part of it like people have called him a bully before I don't think he's a bully but I think he could be better at times um I think he's a little too edgy for his own good yeah, sometimes but yeah I he doesn't seem I don't know. I I wouldn't go as far as calling him like bigoted in in any way or anything. Yeah, I think I think um, his well, I think too like um the whole thing, well, well for, with Aaron too. I was going to say I think like um New Grounds was like a thriving force that kind of like intersected with YouTube a little bit. Um and one of the one of the first big controversies with that I remember seeing is when animators got like screwed over by YouTube. I remember that was like a... I don't remember exactly what it was if they were just like animators were not getting the views and like the monetary stuff that they were looking for. But it was... Yeah, it Im Im it impacted like a lot of people. Him, uh, Zach Psychic Pebbles, uh, mm -hmm. Ross, Rubber Ross, uh, Aaron... I don't know if it affected Aaron as much because he had like Game Grumps, but I think that's why Chris started doing more Oni plays because he does a lot of uploads of that now. Um, and, uh, he's working... Well, he's working on a video game, too, which I'm excited about. Yeah, when for. is that supposed to be? I don't know if he has an official release date yet. I'd have to look at my Steam, but I do want to play Bulbo. It looks like it's supposed to be kind of like a, like a Super Meat Boy clone a little bit. Because yeah. he wanted to make something that was unforgivingly hard. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Well, isn't it kind of like... A bit of, like, Banjo-Kazooie inspired, too. A little bit, yeah. I know he said before that he thinks his favorite game is Crash 2, so I would yeah. imagine that there is going to be, like, a lot, like, a little bit of that, too, because, like, he, like, the, the people he has on his show, too, are, like, smart. Like, they're, like, I remember, like, all the stuff with, like, Ding Dong and Julian when they were on the show was just, like, I liked listening to them talk about things because they always had something interesting to say so yeah and uh, yeah some of his humor can be a little offensive at times but yeah. i'd say he's like as far as like kind of like the edgier like 
like slightly like more like um politically incorrect like comedians around he's probably a a bit more progressive <laughs> yeah yeah because he 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 i mean he like he comes across as like a genuine person he's not like i actively hate this group of people he's more just like jokes about it and sometimes he treads where he shouldn't with his humor but i don't he doesn't really come across to me as somebody who actively like hates like anybody well he he's but. collaborated quite a bit with like uh uh different like queer people too. Oh yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Ding I think Ding Dong and Julian are both queer. Um, um I know pro pro waffle super pro waffles who She's uh, uh trans, right? Yeah, I think I think yeah. so, yeah. I don't remember or, if she has been like super, super explicit about like telling people about it. Um, but I know she is not cis yeah. <laughs> basically. She's beautiful. Yeah, she yeah. is. I know she is an OnlyFans too. <laughs> <laughs> Was I looking for it actively? Perhaps, but <laughs> whatever. Oh, boy. Um, Have you watched uh, Penny Parker at all? She's good, like, I, Snapcube. I've heard... Oh, yeah, 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 Snapcube. I remember, um... I discovered it on Instagram because I was... <laughs> there was a... It was a meme that I was just dying laughing at, so I ended up looking at it. It's from their Spider-Man dub, where, like, Spider-Man comes in, and he's like, well, 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 Black Panther, and I just died laughing at it, so I'm like, who are these people? And then I kind of, like, discovered Snapcube and all that stuff. Cause oh, the, I was the like, Sonic 06 dub they did, it's <laughs> one of the funniest I've ever I have not watched that one, but Sonic 06 is one of the funniest things to me that's ever happened. I, I ever. think I've shown you the one clip from that. The I, the, the one where he's like, <laughs> this is my gamer pal. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, I do remember that. Yeah, that was funny. I, yeah, they're, they're funny people. I like, I've liked what I've seen of Snapcube quite a bit. Um, yeah. I know it's 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 like her, and then is it like a group of like other people that it's also do it? It's a group of other people, and she she has like two channels now. I think one where it's like more the dubs, and one where she does like the like the playthroughs and stuff. But okay. It's like, uh, yeah, she's uh also uh she's also queer, so yeah. she's. You love to see it. I like to see it. Yeah, um, for sure. I'm trying to think of who else. There are a lot of... I know with YouTube, there are kind of, like... There's such, like, a broad, like, spectrum of stuff to watch, too. Because there's anything from, like... I don't know. Like, it's become... It's become corporate, in a way, because I know that there are a lot of very popular YouTubers who, like, got really popular, and then, like, there were other ones who kind of came after them who kind of, like... I was going to say PewDiePie is probably the most clear example of somebody who got, like, really big and was, like, quote-unquote, like, number one on YouTube. And now I've noticed there's, like, a bunch of number one people on YouTube that I, I'm i not really interested in watching James Charles or the Pauls or any of that shit. But I know that they get a lot of views and are kind of very in the spectrum of pop culture and therefore the conversation because uh -huh. of that. Um, 
and I, well, I used to, I don't really anymore, but I was into, like, Pyrocynical for a while, too, and he, um, he covered that stuff, and he just made, like, jokes and memes about it and stuff like that, um, and that was kind of, <laughs> that was kind of my access to it, was just, like, people talking about, like, him talking about those people doing, like, horrible things. I'm not really into his style of comedy anymore, but, like, I remember for a while that's how I, like, knew about it. <laughs> God, uh... You mentioned, uh... You mentioned PewDiePie, I suppose. Oh, yeah. We'll probably have to... <laughs> yeah, we can, we, we can crack that iceberg, hell yeah. Um... Yeah, I remember, like, that was, like, way back in the day when, like, Let's Play was, like, starting. Um, he was, I don't know, I I hate to use the word pioneer because he was, like, screaming at amnesia monsters, and I don't want to call that pioneering. But it was, in a way, because, I don't know, I guess to me he was, like, one of the first, like, Let's Players specifically who got really big on YouTube. And then he just kind of kept growing and growing, and then he said, uh bad words on Twitch and wore a Nazi hat or something like that. So he <laughs> he's kind of I know he's he was very big and then he kind of like fell from grace for a lot of people. For yeah, sure. I wouldn't I wouldn't describe him as like a Nazi or fascist, but he's definitely in like kind of like the further right spectrum and mm -hmm. he's a he's a Jordan Jordan Peterson fanboy now. <laughs> That's what I was gonna say too. I don't. I was like, he went from like screaming at horror games to reading Twelve Rules for Life, and I. Oh, that's another channel I follow that I completely forgot to talk about. Uh, Hannah and Jake. They are. Hannah is also trans. She's a queer content creator. Mm -hmm. um, I followed them because um, they do an atheist Bible study, and I follow. I followed the Bible Reloaded for a hell of a long time, and they. They also did a series where they basically just grilled all of 12 Rules for Life, and mm -hmm. it was really good. They I'm did like, a really good one, too, where they looked at, like, um, chick tracks, like the... Oh my god. I had never seen a chick tract in person until the pandemic. Um, I, I work at a grocery store, and there are people that leave a lot of, like, Jesus pamphlets on our, on our counter, and I was like, having watched the Bible Reloaded, I'm like... Oh my god. This is a chick tract. Yeah. And like went through it and I was like, wow, that's like just as bad as they the ones that they read too. <laughs> yeah. I guess if uh, people aren't familiar with chick tracts, they were they're these little like comics that I think they're still ongoing. The the guy who first made them's dead now, but um uh Jack Jack Chick, he was like this far right Christian fundamentalist. Uh, who released these like little comic books called uh, Chick Tracks, and they're like these really, really like uh, like a highly like offensive, highly like bigoted, like like far right Christian fundamentalist. Yeah. It. I, I remember they yeah. they were always like super bleak, and they were always super like don't indulge in basic human pleasure because you'll go to hell. And, um, I mean, as, as a queer person, I thought they were really funny because they were, like, horribly, horribly, 
misrepresented of like queer people and i'm like no 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 none of that yeah they're none of that (laughs) they're actually more like they're actually like more funny for like how over the top they are but um like they they could definitely like pass as satire because they are so freaking like weird and like if the gays take over, the dystopian is gonna come out. Like, they're they're kind of like Alex Jones, kind of fringy, almost. But then it's always, like, there's always, like, one, usually a guy, who just, like, well, he's the good, humble dude who, like, he believes in God and Jesus and all that, and that's always, like, kind of, like, the resolution of, like, Jack Chick having, like, a self-insert that, like tells the gays what they're doing is bad. <laughs> yeah. uh, if anyone's ever seen that, um, uh, there's this really famous uh, meme format. It's like a panel from one of the comics. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. That is, yes. <laughs> uh, it's like uh, people, there's a panel that shows um, uh, Jesus, like Jesus Christ, um, talking to like some think it's like pharisees i think they are the pharisees yeah. um but the, it's like it's under it it just says they hated him because jesus told the told the truth and yeah. they put like something like ridiculous yeah, in jesus yeah people people put like like femboys are super hot and then it's like <laughs> the the pharisees say shut up i believe and that's always part of the joke too and that it's just like he hate they hated jesus because he told them the truth or yep. they'll substitute jesus with like another person or something right it's a really good versatile meme format if we're yes. gonna do that that's a that's a good A plus for it yours is truly. Very good. Um, <laughs> it's really good. <laughs> oh man. But yeah, yeah. The stuff with um, the stuff with PewDiePie. I, I, I actually thought he was like, kind of funny in an over the top way for a while. But mm-hmm. the whole um, I was, I was like. Uh, after like the whole like uh, N word incident, uh-huh. I yeah. kind of fell off, That's fell like, off him, and geez. then he just noticed that he kept going down like a right, yeah, right leaning spectrum. I, I had but, just kind of like I thought it was like he I thought he was really really funny in high school, and then I just kind of like noticed like that kind of stuff, and then like every now and again I would see it in my recommended, and it was like down down. It was like the 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 twitch thing and then it was the nazi thing and then it was the jordan peterson thing and i was just like oh man like this is not somebody as i've grown i've grown a lot since high school of course mm-hmm. as we all have but i just kind of like grew up and i was like this sucks because <laughs> it's like somebody you used to you used to like but then it's just like you can't really enjoy him anymore and uh, i mean there was the whole uh the whole like a uh, T series thing too, um, which was like this uh how this uh Bollywood, like a, uh, like a uh, East Indian cinema like, clip channel that like overtook. Him oh yeah, I do like, remember most, that. Okay. Most subscribed channel over yeah. PewDiePie or whatever. So yeah, I. That, I remember, too, that there were just, like, weird things on YouTube that just, like, blew up for no reason. Or not not no reason, but, like, someone was very specifically watching, like, like toy channel videos. I remember the whole toy channel video thing where people would just, like, look at weird toys and that was, like, the thing. And that got, like, billions of views 
Um, I don't remember if that was pre Gangnam Style or not, because I thought Gangnam Style was the first video to hit a billion views on YouTube. I'm not sure, but when that came out, that blew up too. <laughs> that was like a YouTube. Gangnam Style is actually also like uh, a song about like uh, over like aff affluent people and like uh, I didn't know that affluent. <laughs> folks in uh, South Korea but like when it, it the main reason it did so well stateside was because haha look at the funny it's, fat it's Asian the, man it's the, it's the guy dancing it's that the song is catchy um, it's like new to people I know that there, there are a lot of people who listen to K-pop specifically mm -hmm. but that was kind of my exposure to K-pop I was like I like this song yeah. um, and then I just kind of like I was like, all right, that's that's Gangnam Style. Like, if I never hear it again, it's it'll be okay, but I still like it, and I was happy about that. Yeah. Um, no, it's like <laughs> making fun of, like, how ridiculous, like, some, like, of the more, like, affluent people in, like, South Korea are. Okay. But, I didn't know that. That's interesting. Um, um, Sai, the, the guy who um did the song, he's actually pretty... He's actually got a lot of political stuff like he had uh one song that was controversial um here when people stateside heard about it called um uh kill that uh kill that yankee motherfucker really <laughs> but um I did not know that i was um uh basically just about uh an anti iraq afghani war song yeah uh, talking about the the subjugation of like uh, Iraqi and Afghani civilians during yeah. the yeah okay invasion. that's cool I did not but know yeah. that more um, respect for him for me then yeah um I mean like I just in terms of like political music just in general I mean Rage Against the Machine has been doing that in America for a long time yeah um I remember I remember I was very happy I'm a big fan of Run the Jewels I actually saw run the jewels at Summerfest, um and i remember when a couple of like their videos got really popular on youtube and there was some obviously there was some controversy because they were like there was like police like not i don't know just like the general like police subjugating african americans to the system that we have in place which is amazingly fucked up um and yeah there were just a couple of videos that they did and like um i know killer mike is pretty political but he's also like super super like pro gun which was interesting to hear about because that doesn't always or like left-leaning political i should say yeah um and he was also like super pro gun which is a generally speaking like a right-leaning thing to think about and i remember that well, that generated some controversy too well it depends there are like a lot a lot of more like uh, militant like left-wing mm -hmm. organizations have more like uh more like affection towards firearms i have mm -hmm. really i have really mixed feelings on them in general i'd say they're I, best avoided but i i do too i i would say i agree with you on that um it's that's a that's a whole other thing too that is one of the that's like the like one of the biggest things in america that people just are over um so that's why i was like <laughs> do i talk about the gun thing <laughs> But yeah, it's it's interesting. That's a whole other that's a whole other topic. <laughs> yeah, the yeah. the big thing 
that got controversial with him and guns was he did um uh he did like uh pro pro firearm ad with the the NRA which is uh, Oh okay, it was with the NRA. Okay. It's a predominantly right-wing organization it has been for a while, yeah. but also if you know the history of like um the NRA as opposed to like um uh African American or people of like a uh, black African or like a uh, uh, Afro Caribbean descent owning guns in the country. Um, the NRA had backed like a few, That's a right, few they, bills that right, um, they did. They, uh, they, regula- regulated um, uh, black people having the right to own. I like, remember guns. that. Yeah. Did they? Um, I don't remember if it was at the same time, but did they have a problem with the Black Panther Party yes. too? Yes. Yeah, that okay. was the main okay. thing they backed was yeah, the Mulford Act in California. That's kind of um, what I was thinking. Which, like, officially it was uh, to uh, limit like uh, militant political organizations from having like. Um, from having like firearms, but it was mainly just to like stop like uh, like the Black Panthers and like the Chikino movement and stuff from having guns. So a lot of people were kind of mad, uh, probably rightfully so, for yeah. like killer like going. I I I don't know. I don't want to get too much on saying what yeah. I black man can say about yeah, guns but yeah I, it's just um it's it's interesting i remember i i think that the the main thing with it though is that um i know that like youtube just is such like a it, it like people put it in put a lot into it and it's like a very much like a thriving force where like mm-hmm. run the jewels like lp and killer mike definitely like new you know somewhere along the lines or their managers or their executives or whoever like knew that youtube was a thing and mm-hmm. they knew that YouTube was going to be a megaphone for this, like, message that they wanted to do. Um, especially because Run the Jewels 4 came out last year, and that they they touched on the George Floyd stuff, the police brutality stuff. They, I mean, they've been doing that since Run the Jewels 1, but, mm-hmm. like, they were extra, like, hey, like, talk about this, it's really fucked up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, and they, uh, yeah, when I saw them, they hadn't gone on tour for, like, a long time, but they, they did a really good job with 4, um, but yeah, it was just, like, YouTube has kind of become, like, a promotional thing for, like, musicians, I've noticed a lot with that, like, music videos, like, had always been on, like, you know, whatever, whatever kind of TV stuff you'd see in between, like, the spots or whatever, or MTV when they still had that, um, but, like, it kind of all shifted to YouTube. Yeah, um... Pretty much all music. music videos are, like, on YouTube these days. Vivo is a thing as well. Vivo is, like, a... The, I know it gets... <laughs> it gets memed on a lot. The the Cooper... Cooper C-Scoop's alternate channel is C-Scoop Vivo. <laughs> um, and it's... Uh, I remember people, like, joked on it for a while because it was, like, cartoonishly corporate. But um, there have been... I, I've seen people move away from it. I just remember when that was, like, a really, really, really big thing that a lot of artists would put their stuff on, like, YouTube slash Vivo, which was, like, a partnership kind of thing, specifically yeah. for musicians. Yeah, now, and, uh, now YouTube has, like, that separate, like, uh, separate, like, 
platform YouTube Music, YouTube which music. is just like music and music videos, which is pretty cool. Yeah, I, it's um, well, it's it's super interesting too because like I just remember when like people were just uploading like crusty MS Paint memes, and now it's like here's this this and this kind of YouTube that you can have as like a like a plan for your stuff and. Uh, yeah, it's 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 interesting. I think a lot of musicians have gotten the recognition that I think they deserve because of YouTube. Mm -hmm. um, I don't really hear a lot of people talk about Will Wood or Tally Hall, both of your musicians I like, but I would argue that they both got pretty popular because of the internet, maybe YouTube. I don't know if they have a lot of videos, but... Um, I know Will Wood has all his videos on YouTube, but it's just like, yeah. I I think it's interesting because I have discovered artists that I would not have discovered if it weren't for the music videos that they have on YouTube specifically. So, okay. yeah. Um, I guess uh, one thing we could probably get into, uh, I know this is kind of... Uh, some people have made this claim. I really don't know if it's com completely true because I think there is definitely like there is definitely like a pretty like strong like left liberal contingent on on uh, YouTube. But do you think YouTube has been used successfully as like um, a recruiting tool for the far right and? far-right organizations uh all of the youtube clips or all the clips i've seen of ben shapiro have been on youtube so i think probably do agree i hate getting prager U ads on my youtube videos i hate that because i've investigated that more and just like how like what does the left think of this and then they say something that's outrageously incorrect and i'm like i don't want to see this i am trying to watch the funny videos yeah um uh, <laughs> david duke wasn't banned until like uh 2019 what I did think. he do again i only he's a marginally know about him he was a former grand wizard of the ku klux oh, klan shit. okay <laughs> um and he kind of tried to distance himself from that but not really he also yeah. worked as like he also um probably one of the darkest days in louisiana history uh he was um a representative for louisiana mm -hmm. like a state representative for louisiana mm -hmm. for a while it's i'm sorry louisiana <laughs> it's <laughs> it's definitely not a good look but yeah god yeah okay i think i heard more like about that kind stuff because people were um, like, whoa this guy but uh yeah. yeah he was also like pretty heavily involved with like uh the unite the right rally and mm -hmm. stuff. yeah i think i think yeah it's become more like um because it is a big thing and because it is a big thing for like people can just kind of make content however they see fit um and then like sometimes it gets banned or sometimes it just gets like demonetized like the demonetized system has become like a big thing that is good or bad for um content creators where they just kind of like they might say like one like they might say just like shit or something and there's like a i think there's a list of words that you can't say but you used to get like demonetized for a lot of other stuff yeah. um but stuff like that i've noticed that um 
it does thrive in a way um, because it thrives to like very specific people and um, I, I have noticed I mean just the fact that like I an extremely left-leaning atheist queer person am getting PragerU ads because they're I would imagine it's because they're exorbitantly wealthy um, is just kind of like telling of like how far the ripple goes and how many people who may be a little bit like on the fence with their political views could maybe turn to that because they very smugly make conservatism look like it's just logical it's just how things are you silly people and all your genders it's just like i i worry about how far that goes and how far people who are more susceptible to having that opinion rather than like looking it up themselves for like you know just exploring like all that kind of stuff is is concerning for yeah, sure i think youtube's gotten a bit the the as far as like uh people running the site um i think it's gotten a bit better as far as like not letting like uh white supremacist mm -hmm. um racial separatist um stuff slip through the slip through the cracks or yeah. like be directly promoted on there like i know like david duke's no longer allowed on there richard spencer no longer does <laughs> yeah it. one of my Show. favorite videos of all time is richard spencer getting punched Punch. to that new order song <laughs> blue monday right yeah it's really good i really like that video um um, I mean, another thing that I discovered kind of on YouTube first was, like, cringe, because I used to be an asshole, um, <laughs> and, uh, I discovered, like, cringe, and I was just like, oh, these silly people doing silly things that they're not very self-aware of, but when I discovered a little bit more about, like, where cringe, like, came from and stuff, because I'm very into, like, digging into that kind of stuff, I was like, oh, this is coming from, like, or Chad, and then I discovered kind of about, like, like, uh, not only, like, incels, but, like, the alt-right and how that kind of became, like, a really weird pipeline to that. Yeah. And because I went from just, I just wanted to watch funny videos of, like, kids falling over and dudes with handlebar mustaches being creepy, um, I just, like, <laughs> that was what I liked, but then I discovered, like, Milo Yiannopoulos and Ben Shapiro and all yeah. sorts of stuff like that. So again, it's kind of like that that pipeline that ends up at 4chan. I worry about people being susceptible to that, too. Former because. sodomite Milo. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I, I Every now and again, he'll just, like, pop up, like, somewhere, and I'm like, like, his house in Florida got, like, crushed or something like that, and then he's like, I'm not gay anymore, and I was like, what the hell is happening? He's like, just starved for attention. Yeah, like, I think, was... yeah, he, well, he got, he, um, he went to my college when I was in college, um, and he, like, very much made fun of, like, a trans student to her face, and UWM just let it happen, basically, um, and I was just, like, there, were, there was a lot of controversy. There was a lot of talk about it. All of my queer friends are from college, essentially. Most, I, yeah, like 95% like of the queer people I know are from college, and they were just like, holy shit, why is this happening? Um, 
So it was, and but there were still people there that were like, yeah, it's just free speech. So like, I think the interesting thing with YouTube is it kind of like go, it's a little like, it's still kind of navigating free speech or the the corporate people that run YouTube are kind of. I know he still does that. interviews and stuff on on there, but wasn't his YouTube channel banned too? I want to say it probably was just because of like. I don't know. I, I did notice there was, like, a boom, boom, boom succession of, like, when people were, like, banned, which is which is good. Um, freedom of speech is good, but, like, it's nothing without freedom from consequence, tact, reading the room, understanding marginalization. It just, it seemed so silly to me because it was just, like, yeah. there were so many people who were so hardcore, like, YouTube has to be free, but then, like, yeah, I don't know. I think uh, I think <laughs> I think uh, calling for like uh, calling for like uh, actual genocide is probably like a fair. Yeah, you should you <laughs> should get your YouTube account banned for that. I agree. Um, yeah, it was just it was just a lot because I was just like I. Yeah, I don't know. Like uh, I'm all I'm all for it, but like if you're if you're that kind of person, like. Like no, you should not have a platform, and it should not be YouTube. <laughs> yeah. And I guess you could just have like a whole like conversation if like deplatforming uh, works or not. But I. Yeah. I don't mm -hmm. know. Yeah, that's that's another thing. Well, that's the thing with YouTube too. Is there's so many like things that kind of like get poured into it like so many different like intersections of how like big it is now um because it i don't really think when like i was a a wee child i don't think i saw any political anything on youtube i maybe that was just because of my age but i don't remember there being like right-wing recruiters like dennis prager being like hi think about this um i was just like watching youtube poop like that's what I was doing. <laughs> I don't think it became like a uh, really like political platform until like uh, probably like the two thousand and eight election. Yeah, it? yeah, I would say so because um, yeah, there was a lot of like a lot of people who were very like. I remember there was a lot of like Obama like jokes and kind of like related to that whole four chan cringe meme pipeline um, stuff like that. But yeah, I did. I noticed it probably picked up around then. I remember there was a lot of just, like, that, or, like... A lot of both pro and anti-Obama. Yeah, there was a lot of, like... Well, it was too, like, I know that there was a lot of, like, Mitt Romney remixes of, like, his dog being on a building or something like that. I remember, <laughs> I remember like, that was a thing at one point in time, and I thought it was funny, but then I was like, oh, these are people who are making decisions about our country. Ah. So it kind of, like, hit me with that because, like, you know, the, you know, I didn't really think about it as a megaphone platform at the time, but, like, looking back, I was like, oh, I probably should have been paying a little bit more attention to this. Yeah. <laughs> you mentioned uh, YouTube poop. I've noticed that's kind of been making a bit of a resurgence. Um, but <laughs> It's because I could write my MFA thesis on it. Um, <laughs> it was just, um, I don't know, I think it's, um, I consider it, like, internet graffiti, in yeah. a way, because basically, like, if you don't know YouTube poop is, it's, um, like, any video, any audio, anything taken, 
and you send like you splice it and people like edit it and sentence mix it usually to make like whatever people to say like dirty things or whatever um and like people did that with like i guess i noticed it because i followed someone for a very long time who made like music youtube poops when they were like trending and stuff like that and that was kind of like the upward climb of like me noticing that kind of stuff um, was that was kind of my access to it in a way because like I was a I was an edgy kid that didn't like anybody else but now I'm much better uh, <laughs> but like it's um it's I, I consider it its own like medium because it's just like there are so many people who have done it and they're like like editing the editing of a lot of like the popular ones is like really good and I'm like how the hell did you come up with that but um yeah it's it's mostly i it's just for me it's just like it's not profound it's not like ulysses it's just <laughs> something that's funny totally um i don't know i just think that it's kind of a like unintentionally subversive medium and i think that's fun i like i like watching it because i'm weird i have an interesting sense of humor <laughs> no i i really liked them too mm. um I haven't really gotten that much into, like, the newer ones people are doing. Yeah, they're, they're not really, like, I don't want to be, like, the old ones or all the good ones, but, like, I don't know. I think, I think people, because memes and because, like, people, like, doing new things and doing, like, creative stuff has kind of, like, left it, left it in the dust a little bit, um, and, uh, I don't know, like, people watch, like, curse like among us loud noise videos now and that's just kind of like new youtube poop in a way yeah um and it was kind of a progenitor to that um and uh i don't know i guess i think it's just that people's like sense of humor has changed and it was like you know the internet was kind of still like a like a wild untamed beast at the time that like youtube poop was like really really big so it was like fun to see like this goofy stuff on this kind of shape-shifting platform <laughs> yeah. but now it's just like more people are like that is this meme that is you know like people like instantly have like accessibility to a lot of that kind of stuff um so i think it's just i think it's more mostly just like people like changing and like internet humor changing and stuff like that yeah uh god uh we could talk about keemstar i guess <laughs> Yes! Let's talk about Keemstar. Um, yeah, drama channels, they blew up too. Um, there was a lot of just, like, he... I mean, he's, like, been the big drama channel, because he, would like... Would you consider, like, what the buck? Do you think he would He, he was kind drama? of like a... He was, like... I would say he was, like, a proto-drama channel. Like, he kind of, like paved the like i think there are a lot of youtubers who kind of like paved the way for other youtubers and i think what the buck probably paved the way for people like keemstar honestly mm -hmm. just like how i would say shane dawson kind of paved the way for people who are funny now i don't think shane dawson is funny anymore um like brandon rogers brandon rogers <laughs> does like character skit stuff with weird humor like how shane dawson did that in like 2000 nine um but yeah i think it i think it kind of it's kind of history repeating itself but it's just like i think that youtubers pave the way for each other and that's how long it's been around for. yeah that makes 
I, I think I'd agree with that. Um, but our favorite gnome is especially loud <laughs> and uh, obnoxious to experience. Do you think he's, uh, do you think he is, like, actively harmful, or do you think if he's ignored, then he's just... I think it's more the ignored thing, because I remember he got really popular in, like, 2014, 2015. Right. And I think that, because of the election, I think that that just kind of put, like, a lot of people collectively on edge. And there was a lot more, like, controversial, like, back and forth, like, people mudslinging kind of content. And I think just because of that, I would say that that just kind of thrived with the atmosphere of, like, whatever, everything that was going on at the time. Um, and, uh, I think, I mean, I hate to sound cynical, but, <laughs> I think he is one of those people who probably does it for the algorithm, for the money, kind of just, like, because I noticed they're, they're, they're not dumb, they're just, they, they're, like, there are people like that who understand the algorithm, they understand trends, they take advantage of those trends, and that's how they make money. So I think that is what Keemstar has done, especially because, like, internet mudslinging is so common, yeah. so he probably just kind of cleft into that. I wouldn't, um, I guess it depends on who he's talking to and talking about, because Joe Rogan is very much cut from the Keemstar cloth, too, I would say, and I would say he definitely has been, like, actively harmful with some of the guests that he's had on. He's had a lot of people I don't like on, but he's had other people I do like on. Mm -hmm. um, but him talking to, like, white supremacists and having the vaccine... saying the vaccine is bad um, and having... I think he had both Jordan Peterson and Elon Musk on, neither of which I like. Um, and I think because of that, Keemstar like Joe Rogan does that, but he just does it on kind of a different level. So if he, um, if he has or talks about guests and stuff, I feel like he's kind of just, like, taking advantage of trends, but also just, like, he, the other thing with him, though, is he just kind of, like, rips into everybody. He doesn't really do, like, what Joe Rogan does, where he just, like, talks about DMT or whatever. Um, uh, so I guess, uh... I haven't super followed him. He's kind of intersected with, like, other YouTubers I talked about, like, um, like, I remember when, like, him and Pyrocynical and Leafy is here were, like, at each other's throats for, like, a hot minute there. Um, so I guess him, him kind of doing the controversy, I would say, is definitely, like, fueling a fire, but he's not burning anything specific down, he's just, like, pouring flames on it, and that is kind of more the harm, because people follow all those other creators, people just get mad about on whatever side, like, the stuff I was talking about before. So I think it's more just, like, him potentially causing, like, passive harm to, like, a lot of people, and fueling a lot of, like, people being at each other's throats, and I don't think that's a good thing. Right, I think he definitely, like... I think one thing he definitely does is he purposely like prolongs feuds for like mm, content. Yes, yes, he's for sure. Yes, I agree with that. Um, I absolutely do. Like he's been keeping this on and off feud with uh, Ethan Klein for like years. yeah, that, yeah, yeah. They just kind of have it out for each other. Him and like um, Idubs too. Well, 
Why the hell did I not talk about Filthy Frank? Filthy Frank was like my favorite thing to watch on YouTube for a hot second, and he was with iDubs, and iTubs and Keemstar were like at it. Mm -hmm. They kind of like, it was more iDubs making fun of him and then him getting mad about it and stuff like that. But yeah, it was, 2016 was like the year that I remember probably the most profoundly in my life because it was just like, all of that YouTube stuff was going on, and I watched, like, kind of low, lower-profile people, but even I was aware of it, and then the election happened, and, like, everybody was at each other's throats about just everything, and then Trump got elected, and then, um, like, it just kind of, the drama stuff just kind of continued, and I think, um... Yeah, I don't know. I think it was just... I think YouTube is a very small fire in that year around many other bigger fires, I guess. And it, I would honestly say it is because of people like Heemstar. Yeah, he would... As far as, like, a YouTubers that were, like, Trump supporters, it was probably, like, a Keemstar that was, like, the only one that, like, had a career that survived, right? Uh, I think so. I mean, I think Keemstar... I can, like, look at YouTube right now, and I can be like, what is Keemstar doing? <laughs> um, well, I know Drama Alert is still up. Yeah, I I don't... Like, I haven't heard about Keemstar for a hot second. The only, like, Cooper C-Scoop makes, like, a lot of jokes about Keemstar, but, like, yeah. there hasn't been any active intersection with any of that. I don't know. I can look up Drama Alerts. Um, yeah, it's still, it's still up. He just put something up, like, two hours ago. Um, so, then he made videos about, like, KSI and Logan Paul and Ninja and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, it looks like he's still doing it. He's still, like, doing what he was doing. He's just doing it about, like, well, I don't know. He, he has a lot of videos about, like, a lot of the same people, which is kind of what, like, uh, Ethan had said. Um, but yeah, he's still, it looks like he's still going at it. I guess people just aren't making memes about him being a gnome anymore. Um, so I have not. I he, think people still will whenever he likes posts like something stupid on like Twitter mm -hmm. or whatever. They'll yeah. post like a gnome or. Yeah, twi Twitter is its own conversation too, because I don't even have a Twitter. And I know about like people talking about things on Twitter. Um, and I remember, yeah, I don't know, I guess I just remember that. I remember all the Trump, Trump and Twitter and all of that is also its own thing. But, um, is he banned from Twitter still? Like, yeah, okay. I don't, it, it's, at this point it seems like he's just gonna stay. Okay. Stay banned. Cool. Good. Um, I would say that's Which a good is, thing. uh, that probably, um, that probably, um, uh, that might be an indication that uh, people will probably be tired of him by like 2024. He won't be God, interested. I hope so. Any God, more, I hope so. If he is, I just uh, be aware there's probably going to be someone running just as. Yeah, yeah, oh, absolutely. But, sure. Uh, Pen Pence could run, couldn't he? I think so. Uh, yeah. yeah, he's. Pence had like the major falling out with trump though too yeah. so i don't oh, know oh yeah that's right yeah his i don't know if he'd get like he'd definitely get some people that voted for trump but there's some people that are just like trump 
and mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Pen, Pence was uh, Pence scared me because I thought there was a time where he said he was okay with conversion therapy. Um, and uh, I mean, he has said that. I yeah. Okay. Yeah. I. Yeah. I don't. I don't He's like a very <laughs> anti-LGBT. Like um, individual. I mean, like the Handmaid's Tale was written in the eighties, and he kind of just embodies Gilead to me personally, mm-hmm. and that scared the shit out of me. Um, like they talk about like gender treachery in that book, and that's me. Um, <laughs> so it's just like that. That was very very scary to me, and I know mm-hmm. that Margaret Atwood herself has gone on record of talking about like. I don't like that this is happening, but it's happening. I kind of kind of told you guys so um right so but i think i think another that is one positive thing i would say with like stuff like that is like people with youtube who are like hey this is really awful that this is happening this is really like any any of the fucked up stuff that's happened like because of the american quote-unquote justice system over the last couple years or any like hate crimes or anything like that like it's good to see people like her or just like even people on youtube like use their platform for something good um i guess i cite super mega because they they have a very long running podcast and they have a lot of listeners i'm one of them i love their podcast matt ryan are really funny but i mean they really care too like they're they were like they kind of basically like stopped their comedy podcast to be like you guys need to like talk about and like be involved with like the George Floyd stuff like you guys need to like understand that this is a horrific injustice that has been going on for an extremely long time yeah, they're so, uh, yeah <laughs> they're de- they're genuinely generally pretty left-leaning i've mm-hmm. noticed yeah. especially I know, matt i know matt's a bernie supporter yeah i know that for sure um i think ryan just ryan's more like he just doesn't really talk about it as much because it's just like being, he he being seems like life. generally progressive though he he is he he super mega i think they're brilliant because they come across as like they're actually fighting with each other and they're actually like super mad at each other they're not it's all a show but they um, he, I noticed, like, Ryan joke, Ryan more does it with his humor, he, he'll more joke about, like, being, like, a part of the Westboro Baptist Church and say something horrible that they did or something yeah. like that, as kind of, like, a satirical jab at them, um, and Matt is more, like, overtly, like, let's talk about this, um, so, yeah, I don't know, I guess I, I want more people to do that, I guess, with YouTube, especially uh, because there are so many people who are big. Their humor's kind of, like, a mix between, like, um, like, Game Grumps and, like, something like Oni Plays, I'd yeah, say. Yeah, they're, uh, they're, like, um, they're, like, the... <laughs> they're the Goldilocks zone between Game Grumps and Oni Plays. I guess they're... that makes sense, too, yeah. because um, the two of them were the editors for yeah, Game they, Grumps. They, well, well, half of the stuff that I found so funny on Game Grumps is that like they were like actively like, screwing with their videos, and I'm like, oh, they're so good. Oh, um, like the, um, got a... Uh... The Super Mario Odyssey playthrough the game comes to <laughs> they, they, they did, yeah. Um, yeah, I, um, 
I, I, I want people to continue to do that. I want, I mean, I, I don't want it, like, it, it doesn't always have to be serious, but I guess with Super Mega, I think they're good because they, they intersect the stuff that they believe, and they keep up their very, like, strong, like, comedy guys up at the same time. Um, so I think that that is a, a good thing. I think they're, they're very, they're, I think they're good people. And I think that they actively kind of mm -hmm. ride the parallels of, like, comedy and, like, hey, we need to talk about this pretty well. I would cite them as that. I really like Matt and Ryan. And, um, they'll talk about that stuff, but then they'll make this. I think there's, like, two, like, hour-long, like, mom jokes compilation that they've done. <laughs> so there, there have been people who are like, you guys are better in this than this, but they're just like, we, this just... Yeah, they have the long-running joke that, like, uh, Ryan wants to, like... <laughs> Ryan, Ryan and Matt, like, that it's kind of like when they don't like they don't think of anything, they're just like, yo mama, or whatever, and it's just like, that's like... It's almost like that's, like, the setup of the joke, and then, like, Matt reacting to it is, like, the punchline of the joke. So they, they do a little bit of both, and they have a really special... I think they have a really special What was the, the game they were playing where it was, like, um... Matt was, like, if you, if you don't stop talking about hitting my mom, my dad said he was gonna... Oh, yeah, 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 where he, he was, like, he... I think he, he sent him a text where he was like, tell Ryan I'm going to kick his ass if he keeps talking about your mom. And <laughs> it's just like, well, that's another weird thing, too, about, like, their private lives, because they talk, they talk about their, they talk about their private lives in relation to stuff that they joke about specifically. Um, so, like, people, like, on Twitter or wherever, like, ask questions about, like, Matt's dad, and Matt's dad doesn't want anything to do with it. Or, like, the Club Penguin thing, like, he called, Matt called his dad at, like, 3 a.m., and then he, like, changed his password because he didn't trust Ryan with the thing. Um, so I think that's, that's, like, a particularly funny thing of, like, YouTube intersecting with real life, is, like, mm -hmm. it's been, like such an ongoing joke that, like, it blurs the line between reality and their shtick. <laughs> right. Oh. So, uh... We got a lot. <laughs> I was gonna say, we got a lot so far. I don't know if we were gonna cut and then continue, or... Uh, yeah. Rude. What are you feeling? Yeah, how long have we been going for? I was curious. Uh, we're going, like, hour... hour 14? Okay, that's so pretty good. I'd say we should do, like, up to hour 30 and then we should like maybe break off into like whatever else i think too okay if, if that's if that's cool with you yeah that sounds good um or if it ends up just being like two hours and we've had enough to say them just doing a one hour and one hour whatever. okay cool, whatever cool. works best um so but yeah i i like i like talking about this stuff because it's something that i've youtube has been like one of my number one sources of entertainment for a long time um, even more so than, like, Hulu and Netflix. When I want to get inspired by something, maybe to write, I'll usually watch, like, a TV show and stuff like that. But, like, in terms of just me being funny, I, I'm humble about most things, but I would say I'm pretty funny. Um, I, but I'm influenced by all those people that make all that stuff, and I'm not, like, trying to copy them. I'm just, like, want to make people laugh like how they make me laugh. 
Yeah. Um, so I think it's more of just like consuming that regularly and having like those people kind of not like at my disposal that sounds very demeaning but like knowing that i can come back to their content and laugh and stuff like that i think is a good thing about youtube is just like you know you know you can go to very specific people for specific things and there's a lot of cool like content creators i'm sure that i don't know about that make really cool stuff yeah. Um, so I, I like the specificity of it sometimes, too. Yeah, I found a lot of content I probably would have never known about that I've really enjoyed through mm -hmm. YouTube, and that's yep. what I really appreciate about it. Mm -hmm. I, I think we've we've uh, said and probably do go more into it, like, in a part two, if we're thinking of doing, like, a part two on this. Um uh, there is definitely some darker aspects of it, and oh, I yeah. think like the think like the part part two we should probably like talk more about like um uh, accountability. Yeah, accountability. Fun. I would say so. We always kind of I've noticed that with like the have to say like the formula of our podcast but like the, like we we do talk about something and then we kind of like lay everything out on the table and then we kind of pick from it to kind of make something, I don't know, like, make something that's good, like, a message, I guess, and I think that, I like that, I like that that works, um, yeah. so, yeah, I, yeah, there's a lot of, a lot of bad stuff, a lot of stuff that people who have either been screwed over by YouTube, or people who are allowed to do, like, horrible things because of YouTube, <laughs> so, yeah. Yes, I, I guess, uh, on that specifically, I'd like to have, like, maybe, like, uh, I'm thinking maybe we should center that mainly around, like, the... Logan Paul? Uh, the Paul brothers in general. <laughs> Paul brothers in general. Um, probably David Dobrik. Yeah, 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 David, uh, and, David uh, Dobrik's another... I'm trying to think. There, there are yeah. more, and we kind of touched on it with the Keemstar stuff, but I think that there are people who are a little bit more... Uh, actively nefarious and awful than Keemstar. <laughs> well, I guess a big one would be Leafy's here, but I oh, think yeah. you could definitely just sum it up in the fact that he was, um... He was just, like, edgy, and mm -hmm. everyone thought he was edgy for edgy's sake, but then mm -hmm. he, like, actively got into, like, real bullying. Yeah, he... I remember when that happened, I was just like, oh, God... I, I wanted I wanted it to just be like goofy like you know like <laughs> I don't want I don't want to say that I wanted him to bully people but like the I just wanted him to come across with like comedic timing and yeah. stuff like that rather so than... yeah I don't know if there's really much to say about him except that he <laughs> his Leafy was here he's not anymore yeah his <laughs> brand of humor just didn't subside on the site after a while. Yeah. Um, cool. And, uh... Yeah. I guess, uh, Nicole Arbor probably be... Uh, I'm trying to remember exactly what she did. The name is so, like, familiar, but the, I'm trying the to... The dear, uh, dear fat people lady. Oh, shit! Yeah, that's right. I remember, like, she just, like... She was one of those people who just, like, came across as, like, I have this opinion, and I'm right, and, like, 
you know, it was it was always something like terrible like that. Well, she's she was also probably abusive to her her ex mm. too. So okay, that's, uh, yeah, that's doubly bad. Like, um, like physically and verbally yeah. abusive. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Jesus. Uh. Yeah. Okay. Well, I guess we'll cut it off here. Make uh, another part coming up here, and we'll look forward to it. I yeah. hope you enjoyed what we've talked about so far. We've enjoyed talking with you. So, thanks. Bye, everyone. Bye.